Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray you get something powerful from this sermon. All right. Well, good morning, everybody, and good morning to those that are online. Um, It's so good that we can be in the house, worship God, and honour him this morning. This morning, we're continuing our series, A New House, and my title of the message this morning is, What did Jesus have in mind for the church, and has that changed? What did he have in mind for the church, and has it changed? Over the years, Wayne and I, um, we've built, well, we haven't personally, but we have had three homes built for us that we have moved into. Now, each time we go into a new house, you go in with some things that you change from the last one. You learn what you need to not do again, and then you move into the next one, and you have done that. And there are even sometimes some things that you don't change. They're almost like a non-negotiable thing that you want to keep in your house, that you do. See, but every house has a plan. Every house needs to be followed by a plan. So to build the house, you have to stick to the plan or else it's going to be a disaster. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus had a plan for the church all those years ago and that plan is what we build on today. That plan hasn't changed. That plan is still what he wants to see happen in and through the nations of the world. With all that we've been through over the last couple of years, it can feel a little bit like, What does our house look like? You know, we look inside this building and we can look and we can go, wow, things have changed. They're not quite the same. You know, we now have online so people can watch online. That was different to what we had prior to COVID. COVID has done some things that have shifted the way we look and the way we see our house and what we're doing in this place and through it. But let me start off by saying that this is an incredibly exciting time to be in the house and I believe it's an exciting time for Resound Church right now because God's doing something fresh, he's doing something new and he's causing us to spread our wings and move out into a new and a greater way. So in this house, we have a mission statement and a set of values And this morning, I just want to go over that again. Some of you have joined us and may not have seen that. Some of you have seen it, may have even forgotten it. But I want to go over it really quickly again so that we get it into our spirits. Our mission statement will go up. The mission statement. Reach, send. Yeah, beautiful. Reach, send, nurture and disciple. That's our mission. We want to reach out, we want to send people, we want to nurture people and we want to disciple people into a stronger foundation of Jesus Christ. Our values in this place is the word grace. Oh, by the grace of Jesus Christ is why we sit here today. And our first one of that grace is G, which is generous, generous in spirit. We want to be generous in spirit, but we want to be generous on all occasions, generous with our finances, generous with the way that we are. We want to be a generous church. We want to be known as people walk into this place, they go, that's a generous place to be. The second one is 
A, Grace, G-R. Okay, get it right, Ruth. I've never been good at spelling. (laughs) R for relationships with people. I knew I'd get you to laugh. I made that mistake deliberately. Yeah, just so you all know. Yep. All right, relationships with people. You know, we want people to build relationships, not just with people inside the church, but outside of the church as well. And then we've got A. A is for authentic. We're an authentic church. What you see is what you get. You just, you just witnessed it. It's authentic. But that's how I believe God wants us to be. C is for compelling. We want to be a church that's compelling, compelling to what we do here, but out of these walls, compelling out into a a group of people out there that need Jesus, that they are compelled to want to come and see what we're doing in this house. And the last one is E, E for encouraging people. We want to be encouragers. We don't want to be people that are putting down or or, um, causing people not to feel like they're worthy, but we want to lift them up and encourage them in the things of God and who they are. So that's our mission statement and our values. So how does that fit in to what we hear today? How did Jesus want the church to be? And is it the same? Has it shifted? So to establish how the church should be is where we need to come to a place of looking and saying, okay, God, what is the church? You know, there is a word that describes the church in the Greek, and it's ecclesia. We're going to put that up so you can have a look at it. Now, ecclesia in the English is spelled E-double-C, but ecclesia in the Greek is spelled with a double K. And so the Ecclesia is broken into two sections. It's broken into the EK, and the EK means out of, and the Ecclesia is a calling. The church is an Ecclesia. The church is us. See, if we ask someone outside of this building, what is the church? Most people who don't know Jesus would say, oh, it's the building. It's not the building. The building is where the church is housed. But we are the ecclesia. We are the church that God has called. We are the church that he has said, come on, I want you to come out of yourself and step into the calling I have for you. That's what the church is all about. So if we look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 to 19, it says, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. In this scripture, it says, now I say to you, Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. There's other versions that say, I will build my church, but. The word but is where Jesus says, I will build my church. We understand that. I will build my ecclesia. I will cause it to grow. But, but Peter Upon you, I will cause the church to grow. 
So therefore, if we take the word away from Peter and put our name on it, it says, I will build my church, but you, Ruth, you, you will go. You will go and do what I'm asking you to do, and you will be the one that builds the church. So what did Jesus have in mind for the church, and has it changed? Well, what did Jesus have in mind for the ecclesia? You know, the word ecclesia in the Bible is used twice in the New Test in the Gospels, and then it is then used. Um, I'm just looking for it. Sorry, I think it's then used 62 times in Paul's writing. It's kind of important. So here we see that Jesus had a reason and a mission for the church. So what did Jesus have in mind? I believe, number one, the church would grow. If it is to grow, the church has to be determined to what? Step up. Step out of yourself and into the calling that God has for you. If we look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18, it says, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. If we just stop right there, there's one of the marks that Jesus said to the disciples, Hey, I want you to build the ecclesia. Peter, upon you and all of you disciples, you're going to be the ones that are going to go and do what I'm asking you to do. That mission didn't stop with the disciples. That mission got handed down from generation to generation to generation. And right now we have the baton in our hand here at Resound. The baton has been handed to us as this family and to so many other families all over the world. And it said, here's the baton. Come on. One of the mission things that I want you to do is I want you to go and build the church. It's not time to sit back. It's not time to sit back and go, oh, you know, everything's happening around the world. It's just all bad. It's all this. Jesus is going to come back. Might as well sit in the corner and wait for him. Jesus is coming back. We know that. He said that. We've been in the end time since Jesus went to be with his father. But right now he's calling us. He's calling the ecclesia. He's calling the church to step up, step out, step into the calling of what he has for each and every one of us. It says, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. That's why this morning, I believe. If you think I'm passionate this morning, yeah, I am. I believe in the church. I believe in you. But I believe in the power of God. And that it is relevant for today as it was back then. And they will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Matthew 16, 24, 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Ooh, give up your own way. 
but I like my way. I like my will. I like to do what I want. I like to fit Jesus into my life. But actually, it's we fit into what Jesus wants, what he wants from us, what he wants to see happen. And what the mandate was, go, go into all the world. Go and preach my name. Go and lay hands on the sick. Go and tell people about me. Keep the ecclesia growing. Everybody's really quiet. Am I scaring you? Great. Thank you. Matthew 9, 37 to 38, he turned to his disciples and said, the harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to thrust out many more reapers to harvest this grain. This scripture is so relevant for today. Oh, the harvest is plentiful, people. It's plentiful. Look around the room. There's empty seats. What are you going to do about it? There's a, there's a balcony up there. What are we going to do about it? It's not about numbers in the room. It's not about gathering people just to be in the room. It's about also online. People being online and being able to hear the name of Jesus and stepping out and doing what God's calling. But we've got a mandate on us to what? Grow the church. Jesus said, come on, disciples. I'm going. It's your baton now. Come on, get up, get up, get up. Go, 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 go. Let's do it. When he spoke to the disciples before going back with his father, he asked them to go and grow the church. Don't stop making disciples. This fits into our RSND. We want to reach. We want to send. We want to nurture. And we want to disciple people. So I've got a question for you today. What's stopping you from stepping into the call of God? What's going on inside of you? What's happening? Where's your passion for Jesus? Where's your first love? How do you feel about him? You know, we're called to build. But when we don't actually believe in what we are called to build or we don't have the passion to do that, sometimes it feels like we're just trying, you know? But I believe when we're in love with somebody... We can't help but want to share him or share her wherever we go. The second thing that I believe that Jesus wanted was people would understand how much Jesus loved them and in turn commanded them to love him and for us to love others. So in John 13, 34, it says, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. This is not a time for division. Not a time. It's a time to love. It's a time to put our thoughts aside, put our rights aside. I'm not saying we shouldn't stand up. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that sometimes when we stand up and it causes someone else's life to feel like they're ostracized or pushed out, we can't do that. We've got to stand up and show them that Jesus loves them in this church in Resound. 
We're going to love like we've never loved before. We're going to be there. We're going to be the the, um, values that we have. We're going to take that word grace and we're going to pour them out over people so people know that there is a safe place for them to be in. Jesus' heart is for people. In John 14, 15, if you love me, obey my commands. If you love me, come on, obey him. Love him, love others. Jesus' heart for people is mentioned 14 times Jesus commanded to love one another. And there are over 30 Bible verses specifically on God's call to love others. That's without the word love being used. God loves us with such incredible love. He wants us to experience incredible life-changing love. He also wants us to show that love to those around us. The call for us at Resound has not changed. It's not changed. God's calling us. He's calling us to step out of ourselves. He's calling us to step out of our wants and our desires and the way we are and transfer it and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. I'm going to step out of me and I'm going to step into the calling that you've called upon me. The church is the individual, not the building. The church is the person that says, God, I believe in you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. I love you and I want to serve you. Where are you at this morning? Where's your love for the house? Where's your love for the people? Where's your love that flows out of you? I'm not yelling at you this morning. But it's such a strong sense of the Holy Spirit saying, come on, come on, church. We had a fire alarm go off this morning. And quite funnily, it's like, I felt like God's going, I'm putting a fire under you to get out of here. That's what we need to get up and say, I'm going Nick Resky said, what have we allowed to affect our heart? But Jesus is calling us back to what his, pe- his heart is, people. What's affected your heart over this time? It's not easy watching on television, watching what's happening in Ukraine. My heart breaks. I keep wanting to cry because it's just, it's wrong. That's, what about all the flooding and seeing people losing their homes and so many people displaced in, in our nation right now? It's heartbreaking. But God's saying, come on, church. I was so excited on the news. It said um, at one of the places, it, it proclaimed this church that was in there mopping up, getting in, hands and feet, you know, doing what Jesus would want them to do. So how do we practically be the church? In Matthew 25, 35 to 40, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison or visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to the one of least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. 
Matthew 7, 12, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. The call to love is difficult at times, but just like our value, let us be generous in our love, relational in all we do, authentic in our love, have compelling love for people and encourage people by our love. So what are we doing here at Resound? What are we doing that we're keeping to what the mandate is from Jesus, but doing some things that we want to reach out and do different? You know, I'm so excited. We've actually going to about to launch two playgroups again. Isn't that exciting? We're going to have a playgroup here in our playgroup room. And we're also having a playgroup down in the Cadinia Packenham Way. Amanda Waterman is going to start a playgroup down there under the Resound banner to reach girls, women with their babies. And we've got Jess Dunn who's going to start one here. But we've not only just got that, we've got Shay Baxter who has a community playgroup that comes once a month and they use our building for that. So again, people are being reached out to. We're launching, as you know, two new disciple communities. Today, we will have Resound Marunda meeting this afternoon. And this afternoon, we will have Resound Cardinia meeting for the first time down in a building in the Cardinia area. That's phenomenal. We're still reaching out. We've got our English class. Wow, look at those beautiful women that came through our English class. We're so thankful that you're with us in our church, with our family, part of this house. We want to see so much more. We want to see our youth and our young adults reaching out in a greater way. Kids coming. I want to see this whole section filled with youth, with young adults, and then you overtake this section. Well, what are you going to do about it, guys? Are you going to fill it? Are we going to start a little bit of competition here? You know, we've got this building. We're praying as an oversight. We're praying as leaders. God, what do you want us to do with this building? We were so privileged to have the cafe and the conference centre. But we don't want to just jump back into the old. We want to do what God wants. What does he want from us? What does he want to see us doing? Resound? We're in for a good journey. This is the time to be on this ship. It's the time to go forward. This ship is moving and it's going well. And God's doing something fresh, something new. And you know, Jesus said that he wanted the church to grow and he wanted people to be loved. And we can do that. But we're the ecclesia. And it says, come on, step out, step in. Step out, step in to the calling that God has for your life. What is it that God wants to do in you today? Right now, I'm going to ask the team to come back. And I want to challenge you today. Where are you at with Jesus? Has COVID stifled your relationship? Has it made you wonder whether he exists? Has it caused you to become a person that has apathy 
It's all too hard. Ruth, I'm just hanging on. Or is there something in you that says, oh, ignite in me a fresh start. Come on, Lord, ignite in me. Come on, Lord, what do you want to do in me? So as we bow our heads this morning, and as we just come to a close, I want to ask you the question. Now, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're online and you don't know Jesus. You don't know him the way that I'm talking about and you want to get to know him, please reach out to Nathan in the chat. But in this house, if that's you and you want to know Jesus, you actually want to come into a relationship with him, you've been with friends, you've walked a journey, and today you're saying, no, 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 Ruth, I actually want to put my hand up. I actually want to say, I want to follow Jesus today. If that's you this morning, why don't you lift your hand? Everybody's eyes are closed. They're not watching. This is between you and Jesus. I can see your hand. That's exciting. You've made the best decision you could ever make. So now I want to challenge you. Because I'll come back to that. But I want to challenge you as believers online or in the house. Where are you at today? If you want to say, Lord, I want to be the one that you can count on. I want to step out of myself and I want to step into what you've got. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Because we're going forward with our church. We're going to do what the mandate that Jesus said, go and grow the church, love on the people. But if you feel like, God, I just need you to love me again. I need to feel that love because I want to step up. Then stand. Don't sit. Don't wait. Come on, there's more of you. It's time to stand up. It's time to stand up and say, I'm willing to go forward. I don't want to be complacent anymore. I want to see lives changed. I want to see people coming to know Jesus in my circle. I don't want to be the one that watches everybody else seeing people come. I want to do it. Jesus, Holy Spirit, fall in this room and online today. If you're at home and you want to do this, stand up. Stand up in your room. Be a person that watches, but be a participator. The Holy Spirit's doing something right now. He's coming. He's he's coming into those areas where you've gone, I'm not sure, Lord. I don't know where you've been, but I don't want to stand still anymore. I want to go forward. Spirit, I just come to you right now and you see every person standing to their feet that's standing this morning. Will you just come and wash over them again? Oh, ignite something fresh inside of them. Cause that fire to burn in their belly again. 
the desire to reach out, the desire to step out of self and into the call that you have. Lord, for those ones that are questioning whether you're real, I pray right now you will come and you will cause them to know how real you are, that you're in the room, that you've never left them nor forsake them. Father, I thank you for the decision that was made today. And I pray that God, you will lead and guide and you will enable us to disciple. But we are determined to be your servants. In Resound Church, we're going forward, we're going out, and we're going to see the kingdom of God extended. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you and have a great day. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including service times and our live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.